Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Sailor Moon Volume 3 because we haven't read Sailor Moon in years. Yeah, it definitely showed when I started reading the volume. I was like, uh, am I reading the right chapters? We will get into that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But before then, we have a actually kind of light Shonen Jump, but we're talking about basically everything in it. So I thought it was a pretty good Shonen Jump, though. Yeah. The good definitely outweighed the bad this week, even though it was a real one where there were like some I really liked and some I did not care for at all. Yeah. It did take me a while to figure out what was missing because I was like, 18 chapters. That that can't be right. We added a new series this week. How did how did we? And it took me forever to notice that Jujutsu Kaisen wasn't in it. I was going to say, they actually just took a week off instead of doing something weird and half measured. Which I'm glad for. Like, I really am. Because the, like, the weird half measure thing doesn't work. <laughs> it worked the first time. It did work the first time. It's worked half the times. But I, I tend to agree with you. So shall we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Starting with a brand new series, Witch Watch 1, Witch, Re- Witch's Return. What did you think of this, Kevin? I really liked this. I This just kind of really clicked for me, and I was really enjoying it. This is definitely my favorite of the new series we've added this uh, chunk. There's definitely room for it as well for like a more romantic comedy type series, like we keep saying with We Never Learn having passed, yep. and the fantasy elements of it are pretty good. There were some parts of it structurally I didn't think like, like the, the cliffhanger at the end to set up the like danger in the series felt like, not forced, but like it should have probably been in the conversation earlier than was only moved here so they'd have a cliffhanger of some sort, but it's yeah. not really a cliffhanger even. Not particularly. But I do really like the chemistry between the two characters with the boy feeling kind of beleaguered, but also like clearly into her and loyal and her coming up and be like, man, he grew up way hotter than I expected. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. And I, the, like the klutzy witch is just a good trope. Yes. We will be talking more about that later. Yep. I'm sure. This has definitely got a bit of that Sailor Moon vibe. I didn't really think about that at all when reading it, but it definitely does. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not it's not just Sailor Moon either that's got the klutzy witch. Like, that happens quite a lot. You know, the the witch in training or something like that who doesn't quite mm-hmm. have control over her powers. Like, I love that she's, <laughs> because she's fantasizing about meeting with the guy, she ends up crashing through his window. He was like, I knew something was going to happen, but I didn't <laughs> think you'd literally break something the second you got here. <laughs> yeah. Back to the Sailor Moon thing, I think even the art, like the character designs, I think, have draw their roots from Usagi and uh, Momo a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I love that. I love that she's like, oh, just give me something really valuable to you and I can fix the window. Okay, it broke. Like, that's the cost, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like... You didn't care about that much, did you? <laughs> he was like, she's like, wow, this window looks really nice. You must have really liked that mug. It also has an amazing brick joke where at the beginning he's being bullied. The The male, main male lead is a super powerful ogre, so he doesn't want to fight because he doesn't want to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, he's getting bullied. Like, yeah, that guy values his hair more than his life. And he's like, wow, that guy needs to learn to value his life more then. And at the end, they're like, to fix this, we need something really valuable. And it's just a smash cut to the guy being bald. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was very good. Like I said, I really liked this one. This just 
I had a lot of fun with it. The like definition of the ogres is kind of cool. That it was essentially witches' familiars that gained a human-like shape and then started breeding to make, you know, like monster hybrid humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I-, I liked the entirety of it, and I'm looking forward to chapter two. Is there anything else you want to say on it? No. All right, that leads us to One Piece chapter 1003, Night on the Board, which I also enjoyed um, a little less than the more recent chapters of One Piece, but it's still really good, and Luffy losing his gear for is a good excuse to transition to the other characters, even though that's not really what they did. Yeah. I do love the bit where Zoro uses his dragon twister move on Kaido, and he's like, oh, you're going to use dragon twister on me, a literal fucking dragon, the nerve. Well, it's because Kaido uses it first. Like, Kaido <laughs> uses Dragon Twister, so then Zoro's like, you know, Dragon Twister, and he manages to cut him with <laughs> Endo. And then Kaido's just like, all right, Dragon Twister Extreme! <laughs> just, I loved it. It was so good. At the end, he's like, oh, I'm having a good shonen fight. Are you having a good shonen fight, Big Mom? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a big chunk of it in the middle, which is just CP0 talking about how you know, the pirates should kill each other. And I'm sure that's leading somewhere, but it doesn't really do much, I think. I thought it was pretty cool to have them sitting here and kind of, like, explaining how, like, especially how the game is, like, how the fight is going. You know, like, there's way less samurai than there are pirates here. And so they were mentioning, like, uh, because they got a surprise, you know, because they snuck in, they got perfect conditions, there's still a chance for them. But... The Straw Hats need to overcome the higher-ups, otherwise everyone's going to lose. And mm-hmm. CP0 is just like sitting there like playing Go. Go, I believe. I, I think it's Go. It's either Go or Othello. But seeing as it's Japanese, it's probably Go. And they're in One Piece Japan? Yeah, they're in One Piece Japan. <laughs> and I just, I really like that too. I thought that was a really neat thing of like we get a little bit of a perspective of cp0 and what exactly they're doing here Mm-hmm. anything else you wanted to say on it oh i did really like the panels of luffy unleashing his uh kong gatling gun on kaido yeah, at the beginning yeah there's a lot more detail than we usually get on that yep Alrighty, that brings us to my hero academia number 300 it feels like we just read number 200 yesterday the hellish todoroki family part two the Hell's Todoroki Family Part 1 was 51 chapters ago. It was the one where Endeavor had a dream where his family was happy because he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I liked it. I'm really interested to see what happens next week because Shoto's mom showed up. Or Endeavor's, yeah. I guess, still wife, right? I, I believe they are. They're separated, but not divorced. Yeah. Showed up to kind of like explain some more about Dobby. As well as kind of like, you know, the whole family's in the ho- in the hospital right now, which is something weird. Like, you know, yeah. they haven't really been together as a family in forever. Yeah, especially not with the mom. Like, Endeavor's been trying. They had that dinner with Deku and Bakugo. Yes. But it's super interesting that two chapters ago ended with Shoto being like, oh, I got to defeat Dobby for my dad. And last chapter ended with Hawks being like, I got to go be there for Endeavor. And this one is Endeavor being like, oh, I'm the worst. Yeah. Like it's it's very on theme for it. Oh yeah, I think it's very it's yeah. building up very well. That part I all super super liked. I'm a little less into the sort of like continued chaos in the street stuff they're going into. I do get it and what they're going for. 
Uh, I did really, really love the bit where they're talking about how people have just started like trying to fight for themselves because the heroes aren't there. And the like sign someone put on the All Might statue that just says, I am not here. Yeah. Is, like chef kiss good. That is some pointed political commentary in this fantasy world. Yeah, no, that that was super good. I do like a little bit how this kind of explains more of what Redestero was doing with the uh, creating of all of the the hero items. Mhm. They have a name for them. Support items, Support I think Support items. Thank you. But how because they're super available, people are now pay, you know, Oh, I can just pick up this support item and defend myself. And then it's like, yeah, but since none of these people have any training, there's tons of casualties and tons of collateral damage. Yeah. Also, Stain is out. Yeah. Super excited to see that. I feel like maybe like just like the I am not here is perfect. I feel like somebody with a Stain was right t-shirt would also be good. Yeah. As his point is kind of getting proven now that All Might is gone. Yeah. Yeah, that that was very good. I was really excited to see to see Stain out picking up a sword and seeing it all rusted. Him just being like perfect. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what he'll do. Yeah, yeah, the stuff with Ray and of wife showing up at the end also very strong. I thought it was a very good chapter. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? No. That brings us to the Elusive Samurai Chapter Three, Revenge Thirteen Thirty Three. I thought this was the best chapter of the Elusive Samurai so far. Yeah. It's pretty good. It makes me, like, I like the main character more now, but I wish I knew anything about his retainers. And I, I put those I, in I'm air quotes. and you can't see it? Yeah, I put those in air um, quotes, and you can't see that. You will tell me, and you are correct, that there's still plenty of time for this story to do this, but I feel like the pace of this has been incredibly slow. Like, this stuff with the main character is really what I wanted to see in the first chapter, mm-hmm. if you remember me talking about how yeah. I wanted to see more about, like, this evasive style and stuff. I thought that was really good, and I totally agree with you. This chapter, we need, like, at least one of his retainers to really get a spotlight, but they're just, like, an amorphous group right now. Yeah. They're like, we're your retainers. We'll help you. I he barely knows you. Who are you people? (laughs) (laughs) One of them is the weird priest's daughter. She's the one I have the most. Yeah. She's the one I have the most (laughs) connection to being that I got introduced to her beforehand. Yeah. No, I'm 100% with you, but the art really like sold me on the character this time. Oh yeah. I said, I definitely think it's the best chapter thus far, but I also feel like he should have been able to accomplish everything he's done in the first three chapters in the first one. Maybe that's unfair of me. I don't know. I think, like I said when we were talking about it, I think the first chapter was a lot of setting up the setting. Which, that's true. He's got to do some heavy lifting for that. Yeah. Which, even if it's a historical thing, like, you know, Japan has a much better education system, or not much better, but better education system than America's. But if we were going to set up like a Civil War comic you'd probably want to lean into the setting at least at first, just so that people understand what's going on. And the not... other, I think more relevant point is there's a lot more Japanese history than there is American history. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And so, especially if you're trying to get pretty specific about a certain period, because that was something I noticed when I took history in high school and college was while there is less American history because of that, American history was actually harder of a class because you had Did you mow into way more detail. You had to go into way more detail on things versus European history. You kind of just 
you know. Then there was this war, then there was this war, yeah. then there was this king, then there was this duke. Yeah, and there's, like, very little to go on, but, you know, it's, like, American history. Well, I mean, there's only, like, six, you know, events like that that are happening in world history. So instead, we're going to figure out what Washington did every third Wednesday of the week, or the month. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to talk about with Elusive Samurai? No, it, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm still super excited. I did like the art on this one. I did like the him dodging around and then... The priest being like, yeah, that's that's how he fights. And so they eventually just manage to tire out the other guy and get his head down. And then the elusive samurai takes his head off. Like, I, I felt like I did nothing but run around until you had his neck presented to me. Yeah, like, well, that's, it's, it's, look, living is the hard part of fighting. Yeah. Like, the fact that we don't have to protect you at all in battle is actually great. Yeah. That will bring us to Mashal Magic and Muscles Chapter 49, Mash Burned It and the Brawny Balloon. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? It was pretty funny, not super amazing. So it's just like, I'm still excited to see more of this tournament arc. I thought this was a funny solution to the problem, but it's kind of weird that Mash just teamed up with this one random guy. It does feel super strange, doesn't it? And this guy doesn't seem to have ulterior motives, which I think would be worse. That would be more cliche. Yeah. But it does seem like Mash already has plenty of friends, right? Yeah. That are all in this tournament. Yeah. So it's very weird that he met up with one of the, you know, with some random dude. Again, I do love the fact that he beats the test by breakdancing a tornado. (laughs) And that's the other guy's plan, too. Yeah. He's like, oh, man. Well, I, you're you're an idiot, but I bet you can break dance so good we pass this test. <laughs> I did so love the turnaround from last week where Mash just absolutely, you know, smashed the crap out of that thing, and then it just stood back up and he's like, oh. Uh. I think that joke would have landed better if it was last week. Because I, I talked about how I didn't True. really like last week's chapter that much. Yeah. Because it was the exact thing I was expecting. That would be a twist on this I would not have been expecting. Yeah, that would have been that that would have been pretty good. Where it's like, he punches it, and then it's literally just the page from this week with a commenter yeah, saying just, like, yeah, but they're zombies, so it just got right back up. Yeah. Imagine being like, I have miscalculated. Well, that would imply I calculated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I uh, am enjoying this tournament arc more as it goes on. Anything else you want to say on it? I guess it just kind of popped, because of this week, it kind of popped into my head of... This is a weird thing of, then how do people deal with these things normally if they're immune to magic and you can't kill them? Yeah, I mean, my the implication I got is that uh, a, like, uh, a, what's it called? Are they called wizards in this? We'll call them wizards. I yeah, I think Surely so. they're called wizards. It's Harry Potter. Yeah, I that, think so. Like, that a wizard has to raise one of these. So, like, in a wizard duel, it would be a huge problem to deal with. But, like, they're not just out in nature. But, again, I don't know. Maybe this is a forbidden forest thing. That's just the implication I got. I don't know that that was ever said anywhere. No, I don't I don't say... I, I wasn't going to say that I thought that these things were just out in nature either. I just meant how, like... Isn't it just, I summoned one of these and you lose? I mean, well, obviously not if they're using them on students. Yeah. I summoned one of these, so it's a bad shonen battle. And by bad, I mean, like, bad for you, not... Yeah, and, like, that just, that just popped into my head just a little bit of, you know... And it's not important at all. It was just this weird thing of, like, so then... How how do people 
you Kevin, know, you got to use 120% of your magical strength plus ultra. <laughs> I mean, I could actually see something like that where it was like, oh, you just need to. It's Shonen Jump. Well, yeah, but it's also Harry Potter. So it's like, oh, you just need to know the counterspell, which you, you know, you don't know mm-hmm. yet because you're a student. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on Mashal? No. That brings us to I Tell C Chapter 2, Jewel. I find found this a little bit interesting, but it's already kind of running into a bunch of the pitfalls I was afraid this series was going to. Yeah. They're setting up a longer mystery. Kind of nothing happens this chapter because it's all set up. And I think that's probably good for what this series is going for. But there's just a lot of, like, like I just said, this is Shonen Jump. Weird, ridiculous stuff can and should happen. Like, of course, Luffy can stretch his arms. And of course, um, you know, at, we were praising the end of last chapter where he took a fireball and was like, they're like, how did you do that? And he's like, eh, Shonen bullshit. <laughs> but like, there, there's a degree that the setting has to go along with that. Yeah. And I feel like I tell C is like trying to ground its setting too much. Like it's straight man is reacting too much to all this crazy stuff. Because yeah. I should be super into this weird, you know, detective who falls in love with her with criminals and that's how she stops them but because this story keeps telling me that that shouldn't wor- be how it works I should be like yeah she should definitely be arrested well that's kind of the th- the other thing is kind of like why is she a detective then like yeah it would have made a lot more Maybe sense like a if the- private detective well yeah it would have made a lot more sense if it was the elder brother uh basically like no I basically convinced her to work for the police department so that we could use her yeah. as a honey trap yeah and like because like- she doesn't want the people that she finds to go to jail. So it's really weird that it seems like she's still interested in being a police detective. I would have liked literally just one, you know, the police chief, the elder brother, like, Oh yeah, I kind of just convinced her to uh, help us out. Like I'm like tricking her into capturing criminals for me. Or you could go like a hard comedy route where like, yeah, the, the, her dad is the chief of police. So she gave him her a job and there you go. Yeah. Something like like that. It's just, the tone is off. And that was what I was one of the things I was getting at last week when I was like, oh, I wish this was a one shot because the idea I actually think is very good, but the story isn't presenting it well. Yeah. And then the fact that this mystery is basically a Sherlock mystery, like, yeah, the TV show with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, like this is like the first episode, I think, with the cabbie. And it's like, oh, who could mm-hmm. possibly do that? Oh, the the cab driver. Duh. The, the Uber driver, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's even easier now. <laughs> yeah. And, and also the poison metaphors, I don't know if they're not translating right or if they actually went too far with them in the original text, but they're also not working for me. Mm-hmm. Again, I want to like this series, but I, like I said, I wish that they hadn't serialized it so quick because I think there's something here with a little bit more work. Yeah. It it feels like this, it feels like this could be a, a decent limited series even. But, like, I don't know how it's going to be a story. You know, like, if it was, like, a Mm -hmm. four-chapter miniseries kind of thing. All right, cool. But even with this one, I'm like, okay. Mysteries tend to set up to lend themselves better to that anyway. Yeah, it's kind of hard to come up with mysteries over and over and over again. See Bakuman for people. Yeah. (laughs) Where where the, the writers figure out, hey, we'll just make characters who have to do that. We won't have to do that. Yeah. Again, I I hope it like pulls up i think the the mystery is kind of interesting but like you said a bit cliche definitely done before and i just think the tone is all wrong for the series it's very yeah it's very weird 
Anything else to say on it? Nah. That brings us to Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin Death 29, Sunken Ruin 6. Did someone mention Pistol Shrimp? Yeah, called it. I mean, just with the fact of him clapping the hands, it kind of really made me think of that. The Pistol Shrimp, See, how I, that and, works. And I'm not familiar with the Pistol Shrimp, but I was like, well, I guess Kevin knows what he's talking about. Yeah, it's actually, it's really cool. Like, like how she was explaining, it creates a cavitation bubble that literally creates like basically a miniature sun under the water. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the pistol shrimp's really cool. Anyway, that's how Sebajima's technique works, but he can only do it when he's like in this extreme state of Zen relaxation or if he's poisoned out of his mind and they super relaxed because of that. Yeah. Well, I like that because, you know, it was basically like you're so poisoned. So like all the, you know, you, all of your tension is gone because you're just freaking exhausted. Mm hmm. And also the, State of affairs on the surface is also advancing more dramatically as Yukari has arrived. Yeah. With one of the, I'm guessing they already pulled the, I forget the name of the artifacts now, but the Poseidonites, something like that, something like that, which I'm guessing are going to be all body parts considering we've got the left hand and then she's got a foot and they were looking for the right, they were hoping for the right hand. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's going, cause it's so like yeah, the seven. Sense. It's the seven things, so I could see, like, body parts. Like, you've got leg, leg, arm, arm, torso, mm-hmm. head, and, like, a crown, maybe. And toes. Knees and toes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to go bad for the people protecting Chaco, but at least this is a good escalation. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on it? Mr. Called it? No. Uh, like I said, I-, I was extremely excited to see that. It was like, so, you understand how pistol shrimp work? I was like, yes! But... It's still a good chapter. Yeah. Which, speaking of, brings us to Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 31, Chirozuki Kayo. What did you think of this one, Kevin? I really liked this one, too. I really liked that Gairaku. Yeah, I didn't write his name out, but that sounds right. I I think that's correct, but I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. But I like that he was kind of like, well, I wanted Matsuri to be the one to save you, but he's not up to the task right now, so I'll have to do it. That's actually the one part of that I didn't really like. Because, again, I- I've talked about it before. Ayakashi Triangle, I feel like, ends its conflicts really quickly, often too quickly. And this felt a bit like that to me, although the story is continuing to move from here. It's not like this story is over. Yeah. So at least we got that. I really liked the very last Sayuki idea that Ayakashi get more powerful the more humans, like, not necessarily worship them, but just pay attention to him. them. And he's now a super famous painter that yeah. is well-liked. And so he's incredibly strong. Yeah, so he's that's like an idea that I can get behind. Yeah, I do like that as well. That was really cool. I think that's just the general aspect of Japanese lore. Yeah, typically, yeah. But again, like when you shown it like this, when you yeah. make it literal, that's what I like. Yeah, and, and like it's not traditional, right? Because Shirogane did, went the traditional route. He was worshipped at a shrine, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas he's just an art critic. People think he's a normal guy, but they still think about him, and that gives him. The and that energy. gives yeah, that's that still gives cool. him power. Yeah, that's that is really cool as well. And like we suspected, he was in love with the former Ayakashi medium. Yep. So he's telling that story. So that's interesting, conflict-wise. Potentially, he doesn't seem to bear Matsuri any ill will. So, what angle he's coming from will be interesting. Well, I think it's because just like he was explaining to the Ayakashi or the King of Dust, like it's not the same person. So yeah. he's like, I you know. I loved the old you, but you're not that person. 
So it, it'd also, be kind he, of creepy to be like, I also love you. Absolutely. That would make him full villain, right? I don't, or not necessarily full, but mostly villain. Yeah. But he's also clearly plotting with Shirogane to make her stronger. And we've seen like the old her come out at one point. So I do wonder if he has an angle. It's maybe that, or maybe it's kind of like he might be along the lines of like, this is the woman's I love daughter kind of thing. Yeah, that could be too. Like, I got to make sure she's okay. Yeah. Or he could be, you know, I'm trying to make her more powerful so that she'll come out and I can be with her again. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I enjoyed the chapter. Mm-hmm. Anything else you wanted to say on it? Nope. That brings us to Build King Chapter 11, Vigor Methods of Construction. I really wish this tournament arc would just start instead of yeah. not starting again and again. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we They're get... literally at a tournament grounds with a stadium now. So. Yes. And the guy has revealed what the first test is. Mm-hmm. I just really wanted to start because, like, all this character introduction stuff is not doing anything for me. Yeah, and that's kind of all I have to say on it, honestly. Yeah, uh, that that's really all there is. I guess it's kind of there's it's kind of interesting that they're talking about how a bunch of these cool buildings are actually made out of dead animals, basically. Like, you know, yeah. The well, there's a, that's not uncommon. Yeah, th- not yeah, it's not uncommon. Like, oh yeah, you know, we've got the giant insect. This thing under the sea is uh, a giant clam kind of thing. It's like that's kind of cool. Yeah, I did enjoy that as well. But I'll get, it's also something we already saw though. Yeah, so not not very good. Last but not least, we have Mission Yuzakura family. Mission Nice, the blooming of cherry blossom leaf Hazakura. What did you think of this one, Kevin? Because you've been way more into Mission Yuzakura lately than me. I'm still liking it. We get a bit of backstory into the villain, and we get. Futaba still fighting, so she's getting her multi-chapter fight. I was definitely more into this chapter than I was the previous one, but I, I like I said, I'm worried. Like I do want Futaba to get a multi-chapter fight. There are lots of characters that I'm kind of hoping don't. Yeah, well, I mean, some of them probably aren't. Like I'm glad that Futaba's getting one, and yeah, I'm gonna guess the weapons guy is probably gonna get one. Yeah, and I will care less about that, and I guess the elder brother's going to get one, and I won't care as much about that one either. Again, I, I, I'm I, still kind of of the opinion that the elder brother isn't. That we'll he, see. That he's just going to just take care of it in an instant again. Or be like, hey, you get this Tayo, I'm going to go do a thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then he'll, like, you know, while Tayo's having his fight, he gets the thing done, and we can just, it's off screen. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I like I said, liked it more than last week. It's doing the traditional shonen stuff of giving this person a tragic backstory. It feels like Mission Yuzakura family just did this, but it is good at it. Yeah, I liked it. So, anything else you want to say on it? Nah, n- nothing too crazy this week. Alrighty, that brings us into Jump Card. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything we read from our least favorite up to our favorite. 18 this week. So what do you have at number 18, Kevin? That's where I put me and Roboco. 
Okay. I didn't find anything about this funny, and it just, like, this, you know, I, I realize me and Robico tends to jump around all over the place, but just... Well, that's because it's frequently very bad, but occasionally it shines through with something genuinely funny. Yeah. And so I was like... I, like, I, I liked the story last week. You know, it also was a complete disconnect from everything else that me and Robico was doing. But This one felt more so, though, right? Yeah. And me and Robico does do this sometimes, but this one felt really random. Yeah, this felt like the guy just has a bunch of chapter ideas, and he just It felt like he's like, ah, everybody's doing a tournament arc, huh? Maybe there's a little bit of that, or, like, I kind of feel like this is uh, Takagi's... Uh, idea drawer and he's just literally just reaching into <laughs> chapter idea bam this has no flow with the story i don't care here's the chapter gotcha i got high school family at 18 fair because i feel like it committed a lot of the sins we normally are nicking me and robuco for where it's just referencing stuff yeah and like i don't understand the plot at all like the, the character like i don't understand where he's coming from or why or any of it no totally fair it's my number 17. The Ginyu Force pose got me just a little bit. I didn't laugh, but I smiled a little bit with the family doing the Ginyu Force pose. I, I also smiled, but I actually did laugh at one line in me and Robico, So Gotcha. 17's where I put Black Clover. You got okay. me so excited for this chapter of Black Clover, and then it just ended on exactly the same cliffhanger as last chapter? Sort of. I'll talk about I I put it much higher. Okay. I'll talk about why when I get to it. What do you have at 16, then? That's where I put Phantom Seer. I put. I was really curious if I was going to put Phantom Seer higher or lower than you, because I think it was a really bad chapter. Yeah. But it also had a whole bunch of stuff that I would describe as my shit, and I was wondering if doing that poorly would cause me to put it lower, or just being, or if having it in there would cause me to put it higher than you. Gotcha. So what did you? What did you have for sixteen? Me and Robico. Okay. I agree with pretty much all your criticisms, but the one joke where Gorilla and the Rich Boy come in like Bondo, we heard that you came to try to save the family restaurant like that actually got me yeah that that's fair what do you have at 15 that's where i put build king like you said i i would i really want this tournament arc to start hopefully next week it will yeah that's where i put undead unluck okay i'm just like i feel like the mentor character has sacrificed himself like four times now and at least it finally seems like it took this time well you say that Except we have that whole <laughs> sequence of uh, the person drawing Un, or Un, Une, or whatever, like, coming up with a sketch, drawing her, making her real so that she can interact with the world. So I'm like, so is she still, like, sitting somewhere, unable to interact with the world? Yeah. Like, it, ugh. It just, like I said, it felt like, like, there's, some, I like the idea of aging unrepair, and, like, that bit, but... And also her being like, hey, readers, look how cool all my characters are. I mean, look how cool these guys are. (laughs) Like, yeah, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. That's fair. What do you have at 14? That's where I put Sakamoto Days. Okay. The, I sort of liked the joke about this one guy being like, I thought, you know, Sakamoto was a cool cool guy, but he's actually, you know, a heartthrob. Or he was, I thought yeah. he was hard-boiled, but he's actually a heartthrob, and that's why I want to kill him. Yeah. And, like, I kind of like the fact that they're doing the drunken fist with uh, Ling, or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. And so there's so there's some cool stuff going on, but not a whole lot happened this chapter. 
Yeah, I only have it very slightly higher because fourteen's where I put Phantom Seer. Mm-hmm. Creepy dolls, my thing. Gotcha. Being strangely shrunken, also my thing. Being like a captured by a doll that shrinks you. I wouldn't necessarily say that's my thing, but it's two th- great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> would be great if this chapter had any flow and if I understood why they were suddenly touring a haunted mansion all of a sudden. And if there wasn't like five panels in a row that I wanted to write show don't tell on. Yeah. Of them just saying, oh, this is happening. Now this is happening. Now this is happening. Now this is happening. <laughs> yes. I like. I don't feel like there's ever been a Phantom Seer chapter this bad, to be honest. Gotcha. In in terms of like comic structure, mm-hmm. even though I did put it higher than you because I'm into Dawson shrinking. That's totally fair. What do you got at thirteen? That's where I put I tell C. Okay. Like I said, it's like this is kind of interesting, but I don't see how this is a series still, even with Elusive Samurai. Even conceding to your point of like, you know, I wish it was a better story. It's at least going somewhere. I tell C mm-hmm. is kind of like, are we just writing about this character? Like just doing stuff? Is that going to yeah. be the whole manga? It's kind of weird. And, and like, I, I guess another problem is like, none of the characters in it have really got purchase yet, right? Yeah. Like I said, the, the like, like lead detective I actively dislike. His brother is a foil to him, so he's very casual and that's what's necessary, but it makes him harder to like like yeah. he's not the character you're supposed to really like and she's like done as such an enigma because it's a like the story is not from her perspective which i think also hurts it yeah even though i get why they want to do that because they want her to be a mystery yeah but so like there's nowhere to get purchase mm-hmm. Thir- which is all to say i put sakamoto days at 13 gotcha plus one to everything you said about it what do you have at 12 that's where i put undead unluck i i did kind of like the you know hey dear readers check out how cool my characters are and even though it kind of ruins a bit of the mystery of the sacrifice of the mentor, the fact that she's not real, like they show in this that like she was a creation, makes me wonder, is that's why she was totally fine with sacrificing her arms? Because, you know, she's not... Tracks. She's not actually a person. Yeah. So, like, is, that, is, the, is the author still just, you know, sitting somewhere in the Shueisha offices? Yeah. I did, like I said, just did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. 12's where I put Build King. Nothing more to say about it. Gotcha. What do you have at 11? That's where I put Magu-chan. Um Okay. Huh, okay. I, I, I guess I liked it more than you. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's, it happens with comedy series. Yeah. Like I, we talk about. It just didn't... And This chapter didn't quite grab me with, uh, hey, I made the love potion. Like, I did like Une uh, or Unreus being like... Uh, I, immediately I'm, like, hey, need a love potion? Well, it's just like, ah, damn, I set these love potions up so that uh, they would fail just as things were getting interesting. So you'd be, you know, uh, so that I could uh, record this. Precock block. (laughs) Yes. That that was was the bit I was going to bring up when I got to where I put it, because I thought that was great. Oh, no, it was very funny. Just the whole rest of the chapter seemed weird. Like, it just didn't quite click for me. Eleven's where I have I tell C. And okay. maybe I ranked it higher than I should have because I want it to be good. But it is setting up a mystery, which is what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. I-, I am slightly curious about where it's going to go. For all its problems, I want the- I want this series to overcome them because I think the core nugget is good. What do you have at 10? That's where I put the Elusive Samurai. I- okay. I liked, the- I liked the art. I'm now starting to sympathize and like the main character, which is good. A little bit too late. I wish I knew more about his retainers, but... I can at least, again, 
because this guy did assassination classroom, I'm like, I can give him the benefit of the doubt and we can take a little bit slower approach. And as long as the story is good, I'll be happy. Huge jump between 11 and 10. That's where I put Mission Yuzakura family. Okay. Like I said, I'm definitely cooler on it than you, but I like this chapter more. I, weirdly, I thought the color page at the beginning like made it worse in a weird way. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I understand <laughs> what you're saying, though. Like, color pages should... They don't always have to be a big deal. One Piece usually just does like a celebration illustration, but like where Mission Yosakura is, they should use that to make hype, and I don't think it was used well. But like, uh, it was fine. What do you have at nine? That's where I put Dr. Stone. Okay. This kind of just felt like a another regular chapter of Dr. Stone to me. I thought I, I only have it slightly higher than you, so I'll wait till I get where it is. Sure. Nine's where I put Mashal. Okay. Like you said, it's super weird that he's just teaming up with this rando, even though I did like the rest of the chapter. Mm-hmm. In, in what was a very good shonen jump, that was enough to put it down. Yeah. At the bottom of the stuff I really liked. Gotcha. We have an eight. That's where I put Mashal. Um, okay, that's where I put Dr. Stone. Gotcha. So, yeah. Let's talk about Mashal first, if you have anything to add. I just, I really like the, the breakdancing, the balloon. Yeah, fair. You know, I especially love that, yeah, he starts, like, getting ready, you know, he's doing the, I'm going to get ready to start spinning kind of thing, and everyone's like, wait, is he going to start breakdancing? And, like, the entire audience is like, uh, what's this guy doing? Winning. <laughs> Exclamation point. Like I said, I got Dr. Stone at eight. I think the idea of like, hey, let's just all petrify ourselves and have one person hide and come fix us is really interesting and creates so many potential problems. Yeah. While also being a solution. Yeah, that was definitely really cool. What do you have at seven? That's where I put Mission Yozakura. Not really much else to say on it other than what we talked about. That's where I put Magu-chan, and I don't know that I have much more to say about it other than other than the jokes really worked. Like, the one at the end, too, with the sea urchin, like, when they're having the chocolate cake, being like, is it poison? And Magu-chan is like, dude, quit being so negative. <laughs> and, like, that's the only thing Magu-chan does this entire chapter. Yeah. But that really got me, like, ah, oh, I thought it was good. Yeah. What do you got at six? That's where I put Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin. Got some really cool stuff going on. Like I said, I was excited to be right about the pistol shrimp, and... Excited to see the return of the dolphin lady, because I can't remember anybody's names. I wrote hers down. Yukari. Yeah, so her coming back is cool. So some cool escalation going on, especially with her having one of the artifacts on her leg. Mm -hmm. Which explains why she lost her leg. Well, it it explains why she lost her leg. I suppose it does. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. And that's probably why they've been finding a bunch of different legs, is maybe that guy's been trying to find people who could bond the artifact. Yeah, that makes sense. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Because initially I thought it was like, oh, I was going to, you're going to lose your legs and I'm going to turn you into a a Turn into a mermaid? Yep. Yeah. It was also what I was presuming. Mm Mm-hmm. Six is where I put Elusive Samurai. Okay. Like I said, I thought the art was really good. Yeah. It's a good end to this story. And, like, there's a little bit of better late than never that, like, even though I totally agree with you and just going to bring it up myself, we need more characterization on these uh, retainers. Mm-hmm. It has given me what I wanted from chapter one. Two chapters late, but that is better than never. Yeah. So I now have faith that we might get some stuff on the retainers. Again, late, but that's better than never. Yep. What do you have at number five? So that's where I put Black Clover. Okay. The thing I really liked about this chapter was we have the Wizard King going mm-hmm. like, ah, shit, this demon's going to wreck the town. And 
as I am right now, I'm not powerful enough. Well, if I combine my magic with this guy's, I can, like, age myself. Or, like, age this body to maturity. But I'm only going to be able to hold that form for a little bit. So he, like, partially deflects the attack. And then runs out and was like, shit. I just liked the... This was kind of the... You know, the, the big badass being like, alright, well... I can hold for just a little bit longer, but then having Asta show up right at the end to go fight this demon just really got me. Although the art for him doing that seemed really rough, like the last few pages. I don't know if that was a stylistic choice or like they were trying to rush it into print. Like, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the art in Black Clover always seems rough to me. I shouldn't say always. In fights, always seems rough to me. So that didn't even like register to me. I guess it just, it felt like too much of a deflection. Like, I guess it sh- everything you said should be true, but like it always happens with Black Clover, none of it landed. It just felt like it was too brief. That's fair. For like, me, it landed, and I, I was really excited for it, so. Five is where I put Witch Watch. Okay. I'm, I guess I liked it a little less than you, but I'm very excited for it going forward. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, really like I said, I think it. the best series we got in this batch so far. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number four? That's where I put a Aikashi Triangle. Really good. Again, like you said, it kind of sucks a little bit that this, you know, and we defeated the King of the Dust, or the King of Dust. Oh, that was kind of quick. Yeah. But I'm still interested in everything that's going on, so. I got Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin at four. I really like the escalation, like you said. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of all there is to it. Yep. What do you have at three? That's where I put Witch Watch. Like I said, I just, I really liked this. I'm really excited for the rest of this story. I am excited to have another kind of like rom-com in Shonen Jump, and this seems like a mm-hmm. fun way to do it. I got Ayakashi Triangle at three. Okay. Now what do you got at number two? That's where I put my hero. Okay. That's where I put One Piece. <laughs> I Yeah, I figured that might be the case. I just, I like the cypher pole thing in the middle. More than me, for sure. Yeah, I like the cypher pole thing a lot. And then the the dragon twister battle that that's super good. Yeah. What really put my hair over the top for me is just that panel of the political satire of the All Might statue with just the "I am not here" sign. Yeah, like that really got me. I'm like, oh, he he has to have had that plan from like for years. That's so good. Yeah. Hasn't something similar been done in DC with uh, the death of Superman? Oh, oh like a hundred times, but yeah. like. The like all might being like I am here and that being his motto, it works so much better than any of that stuff. Yeah, well, because it, it's always it feels a little bit more forced when they do that stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, that this definitely hit quite a lot more. So yeah, that was really good. I I really liked both of the chapters. You know, I was super excited to see Stain. I'm really excited to, like you said, this is a good transition in One Piece to bust out the rest of the pirate fights like i will not feel bad transitioning away from this fight especially because luffy is unconscious right now mm-hmm. i don't think he's unconscious but he's he's unable to act yeah he's talked to zoro a little bit that's true he is aware of his surroundings he can tell trafficker to do things and lock and be mad at him for it <laughs> i am not your underling whatever <laughs> teleport me out of here yeah pirate allies that means you do what i say right <laughs> Equal footing. That means I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to say on Shonen Jump this week? It was really good. I, I yeah, liked it. I enjoyed it quite a lot. We're getting One Piece again next week. It's a Christmas miracle. I know. It's a Valentine's Day miracle. <laughs>
I wonder if we're going to get another new series next week. I, I would think we would, but I don't I, know that we've ever seen four. I do know it happens. I think we might as well, because I think, don't they... Well, yeah, because they usually want to sit around 20. Yeah, although while we've been reading, it's usually been about 19. But yes, we're at 18. Well, I forgot Jujutsu Kaisen wasn't it. Yeah, we're at 19, so it might not. It might might stay at 19. Yeah. I I hope we get something new. One more. Same. But yeah, speaking of something new, we read something old this week because we read Sailor Moon Volume 3, and we will be back to talk about that after the break. Uh, so we waited a long time between Sailor Moon volumes, and maybe that wasn't the best idea, although we've talked before a lot about how Sailor Moon, in its pacing and the way it's drawn, has a very dreamlike quality. Yeah. And that's, I feel like, even more pronounced, especially at the start of this volume. Yeah, Jesus. And it kind of suits it poorly for the first time, because there's a lot of exposition-type stuff. That's in the same super rapid fire pace, but it's just kind of like this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was definitely I like I knew I had the feeling of I don't remember. Wait, like, wait, what's going on? Why? I'm I'm so confused. Am I supposed to know this? Is this a rehash? Is this all new information? Am I supposed to be able to, like, infer some of this? And and I think it's, it's a little of everything. Yeah is what makes it so hard to come back to. Mm-hmm. Like some of it is stuff you, that was established and you should remember some of it's new information. Some of it's, you know, been hinted at. And so it Takeuchi isn't going to take the time to spell it out. Uh, it's so dreamlike. I forgot to take notes. I was just <laughs> going along. It's, it's, you know, it was like a dream because I wanted to, there was one eye at the end. I'm like, Oh, I should write that down and bring it up. And I realized I had no notes. <laughs> nice. Uh, so what did you think of it? I was going to say confusion aside, but I don't want to like downplay that if that's the main takeaway. It's not the main takeaway. I think I would def I I don't know how I would feel reading this week to week. But over month the, to month. This was or, a monthly yeah, series. Ooh. But make yeah. it worse. <laughs> yes, it would. That, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, that that would have hurt. But going through the whole volume, I felt much better about it. It was kind of like all right, I just I'm gonna kind of not plow through the first part, but I'm like I'm just gonna keep going, and maybe stuff will start clicking, and it did. So like it it all worked out, but it was that I had to be like, no, just just keep going, and it'll be fine. I'm a big Sailor Moon fan, but I think what really stuck out to me doing this is I think it reads way better as like a, a whole story, even though we're at an odd part where we're like at the seam between stories in this volume, right? Yeah, we end the first arc and go into the second. But, like, just its dreamlike flow, it's much better if you read it rapid fire, I think. Yes. Which I think is a weakness of it. Yeah, it definitely is. Although, I also, like, even though this was the most confusing volume in that regard, I think my two, like, favorite panels are of Sailor Moon are in this volume. Which are Sailor Venus stabbing Queen Beryl with that sword, and a little girl falling out of the sky, stealing a kiss from Momo uh, right from under Husagi, and then pointing a fucking gun at her. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good. I, and I like the, like the 
the dreamlike quality of everything makes the mystery of that just make more sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that that was a really good panel of uh, falling out of the sky to sk- steal a kiss while also almost breaking Usagi's neck. <laughs> yes. And then I like, just uh, people don't like uh, Chibi Yusa because she's introduced that way, but I love that introduction so much. Uh, it's very good. I yeah, I really liked it, and you know, I like the. I'm Usagi too. No, you can't be Usagi. I'm Usagi. Yeah. Again, I also think the dreamlike quality really helps with like the primal fears there because it's basically a story about suddenly having a little sister and all the attention going to her, right? And the anxiety that causes. Yeah. But it's done in this super fantastic way where she literally falls fully formed from the sky and literally hypnotizes, steals Usagi's parents. Yeah. Into loving her. But, like, the fact that it's got that dream quality makes all those ridiculous things really flow and helps bring the, like, real-world anxieties to the surface. I even think in the first part of this, where we're ending the chapter, those are to its benefit, even though we're getting rapid-fire exposition, and we get what I think is Nakayuchi's biggest vice, the double queen showing up. We're like, ah, you thought this was the villain, but this was the villain. Yeah. Which she just has to do every arc, because she has to get her shit in. But I really love the like Lovecraftian quality to Queen Metalia. Like yeah. Queen Beryl is a jealous person who wants to take over the world. Queen Metalia is like negativity in that super metaphorical level. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely very cool. That really works the way the like dream, you know, fairy tale clap your hands if you believe way that Sailor Moon beats her really works because of that. Yeah. And and then we just jump right into the next arc with no breaks, because what are breaks? Yeah, I was expecting a little bit of something, but like you said, it's basically, you know, all right, right into the next arc. It's like, okay, okay, here we go. Watch the anime if you want that. The anime's got a ton of it. The anime, they shoved the whole arc in the middle there. (laughs) There were some there were some evil incest aliens that showed up. (laughs) They, they, They served a tree. It's not a very good. It's not a very good filler arc. And, like, the dream-like nature continues because the, the DM is just super mean to Usagi, and no matter what she does defeating the monster, she her friends get kidnapped anyway. Yep. But again, that, like, plays into the primal fear, because in the first arc, it's the power of friendship that saves today, and that's slowly, bit by bit, being taken away from her, regardless of how strong she is. Yeah. Well, and, like, the when uh, Mars gets taken, she's not even really there, if I remember correctly. Well, she, she defeats Cohen who is, like, somewhat responsible for taking her. Yeah, but... She the, just is... Un- Go on. Well, I just... I, I thought it was like she basically showed up after Mars got taken. Not as I recall. I will say another... Like, we talk about the dreamlike quality as a positive. One of the negatives of it, of, like, the, the fights are not laid out super intricately. Like, yeah. it's very hard to tell where people are in a fight. Because that's not really important to the story. Like, it doesn't spend a lot of time on fights the way it doesn't spend a lot of time on anything. Yeah, I just thought that, like, the Sailor Mars was tapping into, uh, you weren't there for her, and then Sailor Mercury is, uh, no matter how strong you are, you can't do anything to save her. I mean, that's fair. Also, the, the side villains for this time are just literal evil scouts instead of male evil scaler scouts. Yeah. I freaking love, what's her name? I should have written it down. It's a French name. Showing up on national TV to challenge Sailor Mercury to chess. Yeah, that was pretty funny, especially when she was like, well, I'm not going to enter the chess competition. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I have to enter it now. Yeah, we get the introducing of Chibi Moon, which I talked about, but I really like that. 
uh, I think it works super well on like, like I said, it's just sibling anxiety about the fear that, you know, you're not the one who's the most loved anymore. And also like, you know, spoiler that everybody knows also kind of the uh, Oedipus complex fear from the other side of your child stealing the attention of your paramour. Yep. Which is a fear that does not get talked about very much because most people think it's uh most people are so into the you have to do everything for the kid that you, they don't really take the feelings of parents into consideration very often. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weirdly refreshing in a way, too. I, I'm just kind of gouging all over the place, but I think that's the best way to talk about Sailor Moon because it's all over the place. It is. But I am the pre-established fan. So is there anything you wanted to bring up? No, not not anything else. The line that I was going to write down and then decided not to was we, we are introduced to Mamoru's Kohai, this uh, volume. Yep who is just kind of a civilian character who's around. And he's like, oh, I always thought Mamo was super nice, which is a line that said right after, or no, and, and chill and relax, which is said right after. He's like, I want to go to your middle school, Mamo. And Mamo's like, our middle school is bloodthirsty and will uh, only the be- those with the highest drive to succeed can uh, get in. I'm sure you'll do fine. <laughs> yes. And he's like, oh, what a nice, chill dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess... It, it, it's hard to talk about. I really enjoyed it, um, though I will agree with you. I, I'm more you know, familiar with Sailor Moon and kind of knew what to expect. And I came in like, whoa, you threw me right into the deep end, like at the bottom with weights on. Yeah. And it, it was just that disorientation of it probably would have wouldn't have happened if I had read volume two. And then volume three. Yeah. And then volume three. But even waiting a month between chapters, I believe it might have happened. Oh, yeah. The. Yeah, that definitely would have happened. That happens sometimes with monthly volumes that I read where it's like, wait, what, what, you know, I almost go back to, a lot of times I actually will go back to the previous chapter and be like, okay, what, what was happening in the, pre- oh, okay, then we'll read this one. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have anything else to say about it, all that leaves is personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is a segment where we rank characters from manga. At the very top, we have Uzumaki Naruto. At the very bottom, we have Koku from Flame of Rekka. Mm-hmm. And dead in the center, we have Buggy the Clown from One Piece. Our Sailor Moon characters are pretty high. We have Usagi Tsukino at number four. Minako Aino, who is technically a Sailor Moon character, not listed as such on our list because it's from Codename Sailor V, mm-hmm. is actually above her at number three. Yep. Queen Barrel is at number 65. And Artemis, also technically listed from Sailor V, is way down at number 96 because that guy kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Who do you think we should rank this week, Kevin? There's like lots of characters for good or ill in Sailor Moon. Yeah. Do you want to do Mamoru? I think he probably makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have an opinion, he was who I was going to suggest. Pretty standard love interest, but like a 90s love interest, which makes him worse than a lot of the other ones we have on the list, which are more modern. Yeah. Like he's definitely not as good as Usagi and definitely better than Artemis is the giant chasm, I would say. Yeah. It's not as good as Ochiko from My Hero, I don't think. No. Do we think he's better than Kaoru Kanagi from Flame of Rekka, who is Huey Girl? Because uh, I kind of think I do. Yeah, I could go with that. Okay. Probably not as good as Ida from My Hero Academia, right? Fair. I like him more than Nanamine from Bakuman. I think you might disagree with me. No, I, I could take that. I also like him, well... I think probably below Chisei Hattori from Ancient Mages Pride. I like him more, but I think she has more going on. Yeah, I definitely like Chisei more. 
I do love how he's just Batmaning around because he doesn't have superpowers in this, where he's like, we got to find out about this Chibi Usa. I guess I'll go to the police and see if there are any missing persons reports. <laughs> so Mamoru Chiba, a.k.a. Tuxedo Mask, will go at number 56 above Toru Nanamine, but below Chisei Hattori. And that about does it for this week. Join us next week when we will be reading Snow White Red Hair Volume 1, which sounds good to me, but I don't know. I haven't read it or watched it or read reviews of it. Yeah, I believe it's Snow White with the red hair. Ah, with. That that clutch conjunctive. Preposition, that's what you call those. Mm-hmm. I'm an Englishman. I should know that. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out our previous episodes on Sailor Moon as well as the other podcasts I do, which right now is pretty much just uh, It's a Gundam, which is in a weird phase where we're not even doing what we normally do. But hey, you can listen there. Mm-hmm. You can also join our Discord if you want to talk to us. There some sweet Sailor Moon gifts or something. I don't know. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Not this week. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>